Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Awesome. So we're talking about love, and yesterday we had a discovering membership class. It will be coming every month, so that you know what you're joining. Also, you learn a lot of good stuff in discovering membership and yeah next Sunday we'll be receiving the new members and then having lunch with them only the new members so but if you are in love at any level this afternoon at 4 correction is not 3 it's 4 p.m. right here at at worship Nalia we'll be having our fireplace meeting Now you know that the only things that grow by themselves are weeds. What a shock. <laughs> Someone escaped from children's church with their breakfast. The only things that grow by themselves are what? Weeds. Everything good has to be tended. Here's what's interesting. Yeah, even before the fall in the garden of Eden Adam and Eve were put there to tend the garden yeah so for your marriage to be the stuff you read about in romantic books it needs to be tended tended cultivated pest control Fertilizers, mulching, eh? weeding, mm? irrigation, pruning, thinning, too many inks for your marriage to work. Now, someone said that the pain of intent is much. Okay, they put it this way. The pain of regret is 100 times the pain of intent. What does that mean? To, to tend to anything, it, it calls for some work. And work is not exciting, generally speaking, for normal human beings. But the pain of the marriage not working is 100 times more than the pain of working on the marriage. The pain of your body failing is 100 times more than the pain of eating the right stuff and exercising. The pain of brokenness is 100 times more than the pain of working. Now you have understood. Fireplace is at 4 p.m. For those who have another person in your life, you're married to them, you're intended to get married to them, you're tired of being married to them, you, you, you used to... Four o'clock. You're coming. 
It's free. No paying. People have accused us of charging for everything. This is what I'm fireplace. Even though when we charge, we only charge for the food. Yeah, which they eat, like the breakfast for business. But people are like, we are overcharging. I'm like, okay, you don't want to invest in your money. Just come, I'll put the money. You're enjoying already? I'm going to be like one of Alex Charas. He showed up on day one. It must have been second year. He came and just, we were all there in class. Our class was small, about 20 people, 20 something. He, he started writing his credentials on the what? <laughs> on, the, on the board. He was an engineer, doctor, engineer, this member of this association, this engineering board, California this, California that, graduate of University of West Berkeley, what? <laughs> we were like, is that a guy? Turned around. And he spoke in the most Luganda English. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't say the name because he might be watching we didn't know how to reconcile what we were seeing on the board and what we were hearing yeah so imagine I come here and write Moses Mkisa architect what masters of this London School of what? California what? Member of East African what? International what? Then after I turn, my name is Moses Mukisa. I will be teaching to you in this class. Trying to make even that people who like to sit as far away from the anointing as possible can see. <laughs> Laughing is allowed in this church. They've been helped. There are people they threaten us with their seriousness. They think we are we've been around this block a few times. Can you read? Yes. I've been accused of having graduated with a Bachelor of Architecture but probably studied in medical school. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying. So for those who are still not convinced about the handwriting, it is sin, grace, faith, works. Sin, grace, Faith works. I know how to solve this problem. Better. This is how 
This is the journey of salvation for everyone who is on pilgrimage with God. Or for those who don't look at it as a journey but as a finality, this is still how it works. The problem of sin is the first piece. There's a lot of theoretical, theological conversation about it if you don't look at yourself. <laughs> Once you look in the mirror, the conversation is over. Then grace, which is God's response to sin. Okay, I'm going to take us through the details, so don't worry. Grace is God's response to when God sees sin, how does he react? With grace. And then after that is faith. Faith is our response to God's grace. For those who are wise, other people respond not. But Andrew Mark said, faith is a positive response to God's grace. In other words, you can have a negative response. And out of this faith, which is your positive response to God's grace, comes good works or fruit. Does that make sense? Now, if you are one of those people who passed math quickly, in other words, why people are still doing the numbers you are getting out. You know those kids who they finish the math paper and leave to go to the canteen while you are on your second number of four. <laughs> so if you are one of those, you have already worked out that the works is the opposite expression of the sin. In other words, everyone experiences this and they are trying to get to this. They just don't know there is a process. And the result is a lot of frustration and condemnation and failure and giving up and saying, ah, what shall we do? We are going to be looking at Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 1 to 10. So let's look at the first maybe three verses. Ephesians 2, 1 to 3. At this church, we read together loudly. Yeah, because he said, do not let the word of God depart from you mouth that's joshua 1 8 together and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. What a shock. This is Paul's opening salvo in chapter 2 of Ephesians. He starts in verse 1 saying, and you he made alive because he's talking to saints. The letter is to the saints at Ephesus. So he's talking to Christians, believers, people whose sins have been washed away. 
Hallelujah. Do I have saints in the house this morning? It may be cold, but you're saints. So, and you worship other saints. He made alive, made alive, gave life. Who were what? Dead in trespasses and sins. Dead. Dead. In trespasses and sins. And says he made you alive. So he's dealing with that issue of that. The, the problem of sin is there in the world. All the pain. The other day, I was driving with someone from Bugolobi towards this side of town. And it was drizzling. So there were no traffic officers on the road. And then we reached the Spear Motors Junction. And people can't think about the fact that if we all get into the junction, no one will go. <clears throat> yeah. It doesn't matter how much you want to go. If we and it's a big junction so you have three lanes from this side I'm trying to do the sensible thing let these guys go because if I go in the people behind me are hooting others are coming and we just search there until some person who perceives themselves to be more important than the rest came on a, 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 in a car with a siren with soldiers. Then the soldiers, because it was raining, so there was no traffic police, came and started disentangling our idiocy. <laughs> you move here, you move. <laughs> the same problem. A shock. It's like even when it makes sense not to sin, you sin. Yeah, even when it makes sense to know if we let's hold on, let those guys go first. Maybe someone in on the other side will also get something in their head and they will let us go. No. Yeah. The sin problem. He says, You made alive who are what? That, and he says, Now, because you are saints, he's referring to this in past tense. Yeah. The idea is that this thing has been done away with in your life. We just don't know whether you've believed it yet and whether your spouse can attest to the fact that the way you live indicates that you've believed it and it says in which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the sons of what of this it's like <clears throat> people can't 
and they just can't do the right thing. It's like there's someone else in charge. If your intention is to go this side, but you find yourself moving in this direction, do you think you are in charge? Your intention is to love your wife. At least that was my intention. And then you do things that cause her pain, which I did. Well, Are you there? He's saying, among whom we also once conducted ourselves. Once. In the lusts of our flesh. Wow. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Can you imagine being there? You just fulfill the desires of the flesh and of the mind. Like what your flesh tells you to do, you fulfill it. And we are by nature, by nature, children of wrath. I'm talking about the sin problem. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They fall short of God's standard. Now, the person who sheds light this very well is Paul in Romans 5 from 15 to 19 around there <clears throat> look at what it says in romans 5 15. he says but the free gift <clears throat> is not like the offense for if by no 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 um romans 7 forgive romans 7 15. i'm like i, I th- this looks different uh-huh for what uh-huh. tell your neighbor uh-huh. They are about to describe some things you've been seeing around around. They may not be you, but I don't know who knows. For what I am doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. My God. What I hate, that I do. Can you imagine being there and that you're doing things you hate? Yeah, like you, when you keep slapping yourself, there's a medical condition where people can't control their hands. So, you keep inflicting pain on yourself. Huh? <laughs> Smoking stuff that you know is heart is destroying your organs drinking stuff that you know is destroying your liver at least here it's painful but it's just a cheek but a liver (laughs) the bible says that he who loves his wife loves his own body for no one ever yet hated his own body but nourishes and cherishes it. So when you do things that make your wife feel like that, 
goodness. Then it comes to your children. You know, like every parent, in fact, eventually people end up loving their children more than their spouses. God forbid, but yeah, but even then, you can do things that hurt your children. You know it's not the right thing to do. But then you do it. Or your friends. Or your workmates. Or your parents. Or your pastors. I <laughs> have uh, pastors. <laughs> Look at the next verse. If then I do what I will not to do, I agree with the law that it is good. Next verse. But now, it's no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells in me. You are not a sinner because you sin. You sin because you're a sinner. Sin dwelling. This is Paul writing in the seventh chapter where he gives a very good theological discourse on the issue of sin, grace, and faith. Because when he reaches chapter eight, then he, he shows that this issue has been solved. But now he's in the depths of showing us the life of a person, even if they are in Christ, who lives according to the flesh. You see, if a person is not in Christ, they already live according to the flesh. But a person who is in Christ and have not renewed their mind to the fact that they are the righteousness of God and that their sins were forgiven and that they, they, are, they have power and authority over sin can live according to the flesh. And it is just as bad as a person who is not in Christ. In terms of the results. Verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, are, are there still people? Nothing, what? Nothing good dwells. For to will is present with me. But how to perform what is good, I do not find. Next verse. For the good that I will to do, I do not do. But the evil that I will, I will not to do, that I practice. Practice, not do. Practice, meaning your, your muscles are sin practitioner. That which you will not to do. You are well exercised, proficient, efficient. You have methods. Yeah. You develop systems around sin. There are people who have whole systems which are well oiled and financed to, to help sin. It's like, it's like I, I don't want to do it. I don't know why I do it. I was talking to a friend of mine who 
he was telling me that at some point things fell apart in their family. So many bad things were happening. And he's one of three boys. And he said that the way he dealt with the whole thing was that one was drinking, drugs, and everything that goes with that. But it's just that his drinking style was that he would drink until he, he doesn't know what's going on. He's knocked out. So he would wake up four days a week somewhere with wounds in a room, in a bed. He doesn't know how he got there. That, that's how he handled it. And he says he did this for 10 years. <clears throat> hmm. Ten years. Where for the way you drink is you drink until you are not. Ah. And then he said to me, so he reached one day he just realized this thing is going to kill me. So he decides to get back to God. So he goes to some church with old people, all 70 and above. And he was the 20-year-old, 20-something. And they just loved him. He was like the kid in the church of old men and women. So he just said, uh, he says he thinks it is God who told him, although people dispute it. He just said, you know, I think, first of all, I'm going to start drinking only once a week. So he said a day. Maybe it's to, this week, it's Friday. So all the people who came and wanted him to go with, with, with them out to drink, he would say, ah, man, it's the wrong day. It's Friday's the drinking day. <laughs> so th that's how he started getting out. So now he would go drink once a week, but still drink until he's what? Yeah, but at least it was once a week, not four times a week. So it's like the noose around his neck was released just a little bit by deciding to, to drink once a week, like that. Then eventually it's like, okay, we'll still drink once a week, but only beer. Yeah, we will not go past beer. We will not go into, on, into all that stuff that can make cars move. If you put poet in the engine. So, so he says that, that was the next stage. He felt like there was a, a, one more thing. And then he came to two beers. So, because once I go past two, it gets tricky. And then one day he woke up and realized, I don't need this, this stuff. And he stopped. But it was a process. And so he starts talking to God and if God calls him into ministry. And one day, he says he had a feeling which now he knows was joy. But he couldn't tell what it was. He, he was just having this weird feeling of, what is this? It was joy. You know like how you feel happy and joyful? But a person hasn't felt that in 10 years, so they don't know what it is they are feeling. Yeah. For most of you, you can't even process that. Like when you've been in a depression for 10 years, like the first time the sun comes through, you're like, what's that? 
Why am I feeling like this? This is a weird feeling. It's supposed to be a good feeling, but the problem of what? Now, God's response to sin is not condemnation. God's response to sin is not judgment. Now, that's very anti human. <laughs> because man's response to sin is judgment, condemnation, and punishment together and throwing outside. But God's response to sin is none of those stuff. God's response to sin is grace. Verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, uh even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ by grace you have been saved and raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. But God says you are dead in trespasses and sins. But God who is rich in mercy, not rich in judgment. When Adam and, and Eve botched it, they didn't go to God's room. Say, knock, knock, who's there? Adam and Eve. What up? I, I think we ate something. We realize we are naked. We, are here. we have come to make things good. We are sorry. Is that what they did? They were hiding and running. It was God who was looking for them. Every time you fail, I want you to understand that the, even when everyone has given up on you, the only person left who is looking for you is God. Yeah. God's response to sin is grace. Look how he says, he says, but God who is rich in mercy. When do you need mercy? When you have botched it, who has ever needed mercy when you're getting everything right? You come to me and say, Mose, I want to show you mercy. I'm like, are you okay? For what? You only need to show me mercy if I've done something wrong to you. So he says, God who is rich in mercy and he tells us, why is he rich in mercy? It's right there. Because of what? His great love with which he loved us. Some of us we might think God is rich in mercy because of the abundance of your repentance. No. You don't think God is rich in mercy because you're showing that you're feeling bad about it. No. God is rich in mercy because of his great love he cannot be depending on something that is as unreliable as your reaction because first of all many people when they sin they even like it yeah so god is not going to rely on your remorsefulness because it might not be there so he decides to rely on a thing that he knows he has that is immovable his great love now, 
It is one thing. You see, Pastor Chris Kawesa is rich in money. Huh? Now, it is one thing for Chris Kawesa to be rich in money because of his great wealth yeah, that he has for himself. Do you know that you can have a friend, not a friend, not really a friend, you can know a person who has a lot of money but you have never t- tasted it. Don't even, yeah. Yeah, they just have their money and you, you have your money. <laughs> now, he's saying that's a scenario that is there. You can, you can explain. Now, the scenario he's talking about is a person who has a lot of money and then he gets that money and gives, gives you call his money. You know, there is a difference. Now, he's saying it is because of his great love We, what did he use his great love for? With which he loved us. You see, I, I, I have great love, but most of it is for Pastor Ari. Now, you may get some little, little balance here. <laughs> but, but you get what I'm saying? Yeah, it is focused. You get it. Yeah, so when I give you a hug, please just understand this, you are getting cramps. Cramps. M for teacher. <laughs> Do you understand? Now it is so the way my love works over here is very different from how it works for other people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here, there's it's not even Wi Fi. It is. Huh? Yeah, many things. But, so God is love. But what he's saying is that what did he do with this great love? He loved us with this great love. Yeah. That's grace. Grace is what God does. And look what he says here in. Uh, are you enjoying? Give me Romans 5.20 and I see if I can recover from this one. Romans 5.20. Moreover, uh-huh, the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin happened <laughs> what, what, what exceeded the sin grace abounded much more and this is the stuff that annoys religious people because when you're a religious person and you're used to pretending you see, never be impressed by religious people. They live a life of pretense. Yeah, I was once there. And once in a while I go back there and I have to get out. <clears throat> You're trying to, te- to impress it on other people that you are doing so well 
in your relationship with God when you're not. That's religion. Pharisaic behavior. One time, I had a bad habit. Now, because we're on TV, I will not tell you what it was. But just know it was bad as a young man. And I, we, I was on the worship team. No? So in my mind, I was like, the day they find out. <laughs> I was like, the day they find out the stuff that I do when we are not rehearsing. I am going to be thrown out. So I told God, help me, beat me, strike me with lightning, do whatever. Why none of that happened? So one day, I gathered enough courage. I was so tired. I was like, I'm going. There was a very good friend of mine. I was like, I'm going to tell this person my sins. You see, the Bible says, he who hides his sins will not prosper. But whoever confesses and forsakes them will have mercy. James 5, 16 says, confess your faults one to another, pray for one another that you may be healed. The more you hide it and you think you're the worst sinner, the more the enemy has you, the stronger. Yeah. Because Satan treads in condemnation. That's his stuff. So one day, I'm like, over too far to fear. If we die, we die. So I took this friend of mine and I start explaining to him what, what, what. Then I found out I wasn't the only one with a problem. <laughs> so we started meeting every week and just praying together one hour. Then I don't know what happened. One day I woke up and realized eh, that thing left me long ago. But now it started by having courage to talk to someone else about it. Where sin abounded, grace abounded much more. I'm just telling you that God's response to sin is grace. Now, let me apply it a little bit here. about what would happen if you and I adopted the wisdom of God who has injured you who has sinned against you whether that's in a family setting a business setting a church setting a mission or community setting whatever setting what has your response been? It's, 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 it's nice information to know that God's response to sin is grace. And to know that even for you, he has responded to your sin by grace. But what is your response to sin? Back to Ephesians 2, 8 to 9. For by grace you have been saved through 
faith and not out of yourselves it is a gift of god not of works lest anyone should boast our re our positive response to god's grace is faith now is it possible to respond when there is no grace is it possible to have faith in the absence of grace it's not possible abraham is the father of faith but how did he become god came to him and said get out from your country your family go to a place i will show you what was god doing he was showing him grace and when Abraham responded, he became the, the, the father of faith. If, if God had talked to Lot, it would be Lot we are talking about. I'm telling you this so that you understand that for many of us, there are people who are going through situations that we are connected with or we are related to who we want them to arrive here. And maybe even for yourself. You are trying so hard to get here. And you want to apply your faith because faith without works is dead. But you are ignoring the grace peace. That's why you keep going back to nothing. You see that? Without grace, faith can't respond. Now, he says, by grace you have been saved. Uh-huh through faith and says but even the faith is not of yourself it is a gift from god lest anyone should boast so the grace is god's the faith is god's but it says now use this one ah. give me romans 5 1 to 2 romans 5 1 to 2 together therefore having been justified by faith we have peace with god through our lord jesus christ through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope in hope of the glory of god <laughs> access by faith into what the door must lead to a room. If there is no room, why is there a door? The room is grace. The door is faith. And when you reach there, there is joy. Uh... <laughs> Sin, grace, faith works sin is a problem god responds to it with grace grace is what god does faith is what we do we respond we receive it's like when you're broke and someone comes and gives you a check of 10 million as a gift that is grace remember why are they giving you the check there's a problem you're broke what is faith faith is taking the check to the bank and banking it to get the cash 
if you don't bank the check you'll walk around like all the other broke fellows you understand now the last piece is works give me verse 10 for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them that's the last piece because faith without works is dead so what happens after you've got the money from the bank if you go and put it in the top drawer and lock it and keep it there we will continue to see you living a broke life now what do you do with the money you go and start spending and as you're spending are you still broke no you've dealt with the original problem of being broke now you have money to spend that's the works you have access access by faith now you can use it are you are you seeing that so the end product of this whole process is that we start living like jesus right he said by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit so you'll be my disciples he says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven just don't cut all the process because you keep trying to go from here to here and you'll end up with failure and more condemnation and you're back here and you try to go and doesn't work this is the process this here is a person called jesus He's full of grace and truth. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Jesus was the embodiment of grace. That's why he could sit there in a Pharisee's house being kissed by a prostitute. Now, that's a very interesting picture. In a Pharisee's house, your feet are being kissed by a prostitute surrounded by your disciples and onlookers in the windows. That is grace. That's why you could look at someone and say, go sin no more. Because now she has the power to stop it. Having experienced the grace of God. Amen. Do you receive this word? Do you receive it? Why don't we stand up and pray? Just stand up and give thanks to God for his grace that is in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your goodness. On our own, we are not good, but you have shown us kindness and goodness. We bless you. We thank you. Be exalted, Lord. We lay our failures before you. We acknowledge that you are the only one who can help us. In all our inadequacies and all the things in which we don't feel worthy, we know that you make us worthy that you are the one who has given everything for our good so we bless you at, at every place in every location every hosting center those online on radio on tv just pray just pray just just receive receive this word 
acknowledge with thanksgiving for what God has done for you, forgiving you your sins, responding to your sin by His grace in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Lord. And friends, even as we close this service, we don't want to close this service without giving you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Because Jesus is grace. When God saw our helplessness and sin, he gave Jesus. He says the Lamb of God was slain from the foundation of the world. Even before Adam sinned, God knew Adam was going to sin and he anticipated and he gave Jesus. So if you're here or at our hosting centers or at our locations and that's you, you're like, Pastor, pray for me. Pray with me to receive Jesus today. Just put your hand up where you are. I would like to pray with you to receive Jesus. In the room, online, at the hosting centers, there's a pastor where you are. Here at Worship Harvest Nalia, just, just, it's, it's not complicated. Maybe you are not used to this church stuff. Thank you for the hand at the back. I see it. Just someone else. Just put your hand up. I'll pray with you and that will be it. Yeah, it's, a, it's just a short prayer of faith. Other, other people, some, thank you for that hand, my sister. Some pastors are coming to where you are. We'll pray with you where you are. Someone else, you're like, pray with me. I want that gift of God's grace. Any, any other person, just put your hand up and we pray. Awesome. Those of you at the hosting centers, other locations, maybe you're alone at home and you're making this decision, maybe you're in a car and you're listening. Just pray this prayer after me. Just say, Lord Jesus, I give my life to you. I commit myself to you. I bring you my failures and sin. I receive your free gift of salvation. Take my life and do great things with it. Amen. 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 If you pray that prayer, we believe you are born again and that today you start a new life with Jesus, a grace-filled life. If you're online, if you're by yourself, or if you're watching this later, please text us or call us on 0775-642-449. If you're from out of country, add plus 256 775-642-449 and let us know that you made a commitment to follow Jesus. Amen. 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 Do you receive it? I receive it. I'm going to invite Pastor Ari to pray as we close. Amen. Can you make a farewell? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the privilege of your love we thank you for your forgiveness of sins. We thank you for your salvation. And so, Lord, even as we go out into the week, we speak that everyone here will experience your peace, your joy, your abundant provision, your protection. Lord, we speak that those who desire to, to get jobs and don't yet have, that they'll get this week. We speak concerning our health that will be in complete and perfect health. Lord, we speak 
that those who need wisdom concerning certain problems, that you give them wisdom and solutions. Lord, we speak that this week is going to be a week of joy, peace, and lots of good things that you've prepared for us. We thank you because you hear our prayer and you answer us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God bless you and cause his face to shine on you and give you peace. And may you experience abundance of grace and joy and wisdom. May God open for you the right doors and close the wrong doors. May you experience his life in your marriages, in your work, in your families, in your businesses, in your body. May you see the goodness of God this week and may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all and forever Amen Thank you for listening to this teaching we hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series for more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.